Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you all enjoyed another semi-sportsless week out in the world. We do have golf back, Korean baseball, always an option. Um, but in general, our favorite league still not there. I got beautiful palm trees behind me. I'm happy down in Florida. I see AJ's outside. And John, I want you to show the people your hair real quick. My hair? It looks great. I mean, honestly, oh, it looks God. pretty good. It's not even lying. I think it's an absolutely awful hair morning for Big John, but I do like the hat. Normally don't look good in hats. That one's a good one, kid. <laughs> Matt, you a nice hat. North Stars cap. Look at that. Oh, not a lot of North Stars. Oh, that's good yeah, stuff. I don't know what that is, but respect. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I have no idea. What is hockey again? <laughs> you clown. All right, anyways. Boys, the MLB um, presumably is coming back at this point. Um, players are already deciding to sit out. AJ, I want you to, to touch on that. Yeah, it came out um, earlier early this week. I think it was two days ago or three days ago at this point. Um, but four players have um, already decided that they're going to opt out of the 2020 season. Um, those players are Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, Mike Leake, and Ian Desmond. Um, all these players, I'm pretty sure um have decided to opt out due to family reasons uh they all uh, put out a statement and it was obviously a tough decision for all of them but they just thought it was better for their family um and for personal reasons that they opt out of the season um and not play and i'm pretty sure with what that movie came out with these players are not able to re-opt in because they're not high-risk players um they all opted out for personal reasons and not because they're at high risk, so these players are all, I'm pretty sure, should be all done for the season. They're not allowed to opt back in. Um, one of the players, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, could be retiring after this season. In his statement, he said he hasn't thought about um, his plans on 2021, but he is getting to that point where retirement is could be an issue, um, and he could never play baseball again. So we'll see what happens in 2021 for, Mike, or for Ryan Zimmerman, but yeah. Four players already have done it, and I wouldn't be surprised if that number continues to grow before the season gets going. It absolutely breaks my heart to see Ryan Zimmerman sitting out. I mean, if the MLB is lucky enough to be able to play, um, I would love to see him out there to defend the title. Um, and on top of that, the Nationals already don't have para. Again, this year, if anyone out there is a Nats fan, you know he brought Baby Shark to the team, got the crowd, absolutely amped. Um, so I don't see the Nationals having a good chance to really do anything this year. Um, but just in general, it's too bad that um, even some relatively big-name guys have to sit out. Um, it's definitely going to make for a less exciting season. And I saw, um, Blake, you'll think this is interesting, Giannis said there's no asterisks next to the championship this year. Well, I felt that way at first, but you look at a baseball player sitting out, NBA player sitting out, I think these championships are going to have asterisks next to them, depending on who doesn't play. I think MLB is definitely the biggest season that will have an asterisk just because, like, the whole season's cut down by such a big number. Um, but I kind of think that, like, NBA and NHL is, shouldn't necessarily have an asterisk. I mean, it kind of depends on these players that decide to sit out. Uh, but they still played majority of the season. Like, they were up in the they have mid 60s games played in both seasons maybe in 70 um and then they're finishing off part of that regular season at least in the nba with like the eight games and then they're going into a playoff so i don't really think those two um 
sport should have an asterisk next to their championships. As I, I actually I disagree on the MLB asterisk thing. I mean, we've seen seasons with a shortened season because of a lockout, and then teams play and win it. They don't have an asterisk. But the one thing with the MLB playoffs are still going to be the same, and they're expanded. So, like the playoffs, I would argue it's harder to win the World Series this year due to the expanded playoffs, the shortened games. So, I actually think probably it's going to be more likely that the best teams comes out on top due to the more competitiveness in the playoffs uh, because of more teams and the less time to get ready for those playoffs. So I think this World Series is as legit as they come, in my opinion. So I don't – I guess, AJ, I come to the same conclusion as you, but with a different premise. Like mine isn't that, oh, the season shortened. I think that that does affect baseball a ton. Um, but you can still have it, you know, a rightful champion after a 60-game season. But my issue is – you're going to have big name guys sitting out and you're also going to have big name guys presumably getting sick at some point, not being able to play. And so how that affects um, the way everything shakes out, I think that's why you got to take this championship with a little bit of a a grain of salt. Like let's say Mike Trout was on a better team um, and they were in the running to win the MLB world series. And then all of a sudden he gets COVID like, I think that it really depends on how that shakes out and who's actually able to stay on the field. Yeah, I totally feel that. And kind of switching gears a little bit, um, I saw a report about college football um, and how quarterbacks might have, like, quarterbacks on the, on the for each school might have to stay in different rooms in case, like, one gets it. You can't have your whole quarterback room getting uh, the coronavirus. So it's kind of like the same deal with Mike Trout if he has to sit out. Um, you can't have all your quarterbacks being sick with the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, that would be tough because you're still having meetings and practice, though, anyway. So um, I was at dinner the other night with my brother's college golf coach who he's living with right now. He's He said that they're putting in plans for uh, the season coming up, but he was telling me all the different phases, and it was like we finish phase one, you test everyone they don't have it then you go into phase two after phase two you retest everyone they don't have it i go that's my problem is everything is with the premise that no one's going to get it and so that's why like it's great that the college football is talking about this but did you guys see that um the ivy league i'm pretty sure they canceled um fall sports and are moving football to the spring I think I don't think they fully did. I thought that was just like a option that they were thinking about doing. I don't, oh, I don't, a consideration. Yeah, I don't think they actually did it yet, but I did see that. So, yeah, I honestly think that that's what's going to come to for for most uh, for most conferences and schools. And you were right. Um, I stand corrected. They actually released yesterday that that's what um, they're considering doing, and they're going to decide next week. Um, but. I think that's what's going to happen. No, we're AJ. I know you're probably going to use this later in the pod, but like we're all pissed because we just got that email about probably not being able to go to Lambo this year. I don't think it's even going to be like a can we get tickets or not. It's going to be the NFL season. I don't think it's going to happen in the winter, anyways. See, yeah, I, I I disagree. I just I think the NFL is going to find a way to make it work. Um, especially they can see these three leagues at least try to come back and see what they've done and been successful at and at what's not worked. So I think the NFL could be pushed back. They designed the schedule in a way where if they have to cut the first month of the season and push it back to the last month of the season, like that's how they designed the schedule. So they're fully able to do that. Uh, we already see the preseason, I think finalized that it's shortened. So they're already to two games. Um, so I think the NFL season will happen 
fans, probably not. Maybe a very reduced capacity to 20%, um, something like that. But I do think the NFL is going to find a way. Braz, what's your take on the NFL right now in this state of the league? I agree. I, I do think the NFL is going to is gonna happen this year. Um, I'm a little more concerned about um, fans. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's going to be fans in NFL games this year. Like you said, maybe 20% capacity, uh, which is disappointing because I know we're all looking forward to that. Um, but I'm also thinking about like just the the 90 man roster. I mean, I saw yesterday teams aren't going to keep up to 90 guys on their team just because they don't want that many guys around to potentially spread the virus. Um, so you're going to see maybe 75 guys on on a team before they make the cut down to 53. So uh, just a lot of different variables to go in. But I I do think the NFL is in the best position of the leagues to succeed. Let me ask you and Johnny both this. Um, things that you guys cited as to why they're doing a great job is, you know, short in the preseason, giving themselves like a month of wiggle room per se if they have to, you know, start the league later or whatnot. But I don't understand how the issues that would possibly be present in that first month are suddenly gone. I mean, the way I'm looking at it is if we don't have a vaccine, people are not going to be comfortable. We're going to run into the same issues. Um, and it looks like we're not getting a vaccine until after the new year. So even if they have that one month of wiggle room, per se, what changes in that month to say, oh, yeah, now we can do it? Well, I think it gives the NFL more time to analyze what their plans are and how they need to address them in order to, like, lessen the risk for their players, coaches, et cetera. But it also just gives the NFL a chance another month longer to look at what the other leagues did, assuming – they're successful in their attempts to come back because I think if one league come back uh, successfully, the NFL will hundred percent. Well, let's just say the MLB has a season NBA and NHL don't. I think the NFL will try to replicate kind of what the MLB did and they're going to have a season. Now, if the leagues go over three in the summer, I think that puts the NFL in a really tough spot, especially just due to public limelight and all that stuff. I think if one league comes back though, in the summer, the NFL is going to be fine. But do you think one league comes back in the summer? If I you do. had to say yes or no, you do. I do. All right. Not, I'm not sure which one that is. I think one is going to come out successful. I hope you're right because, uh, boys, we need something to watch right now. But um, in the NBA, list of players, I wanted to read this out to you guys um, that are not coming back as of now. Um, we have – we have DeAndre Jordan with the Nets sitting out, Avery Bradley with the Lakers sitting out. Um, they did just sign J.R. Smith uh, for the rest of their season to replace him. Um, Davis Bertans with the Wizards is sitting out. Trevor Ariza um, with the Portland Trailblazers, a team that's in the playoff hunt, um, kind of on the outside looking in in the West. He's sitting out. Willie Cauley-Stein with the Mavericks out. Wilson Chandler with the Nets also out. Tabo Sepulosa out. And the list just keeps going on and on. Um, Dwight Howard's undecided. Justice Winslow with the Grizzlies, another team on the outside looking in, is undecided. Bradley Beal, an All NBA, huh. supposing to be an All NBA selection this year, sitting out. So not like, that not that it matters to the playoff race at the end of the day, but the point is like you got all these players on teams that are actually fighting still, like big name guys. I mean, Trevor Reese is a great role player. DeAndre Jordan's a big part of that rotation with Brooklyn, obviously Bertans and Beal are the, uh, I don't know if I'm missing someone, but right now are the two best players on the active roster for the wizards. Like 
I just think like it's going to be weird. It's going to be really weird watching these teams come back, and I will be shocked. Correct me, like you guys can disagree, but I will be shocked if these teams make it to the playoffs. Like if the playoffs happen with any of these leagues. I mean, you already had what eleven players. How many players with just the Tampa Bay Lightning tested positive? Four players and three staffers. I believe all or three players. Yeah, the number was I think at least a handful. So every phase that I'm reading about is under the presumption that we can keep everyone negative on the test. And if someone is positive, we immediately put them somewhere else in the bubble. And you hope that it didn't spread to enough people before you identified it. Isn't like we're all logically thinking human beings here. Like, how do we think that's actually going to work? Well, if you're in the bubble and no one is in contact with the public, assuming no one has the coronavirus, no one's going to get it. If everyone stays in the bubble and like won't leave the bubble, like but you're allowed to leave. Well, in the NHL, you can't. They, what the NHL is trying to do, up city. No, they're making it like a two mile radius throughout the city where there's restaurants exclusively for the players. Um, hotel, obviously no one can enter, exits, like movie theaters, stuff like that. The issue that the NHL is seeing is the hotel staffers. Now, if for this plan to work, the hotel staffers would should not be allowed to leave the bubble. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but if one staffer come, goes to their family, gets the virus, brings it back, well, there it goes. So, like, what these leagues need to do is everyone in the bubble, workers, blah, 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 everyone no one can leave or else it's just there's no chance of it working i think if that's the case and everyone is tested before they go into the bubble and no one leaves the bubble for two months then i think it's gonna work but you can't you you, i don't think like a a staffer at a hotel like at the front desk or a waiter at some restaurant that happens to be in this two mile radius by any means I'm going to tell you right now, if it were me, I would not agree to that at all. I mean, you're telling me, hey, stay in the bubble and barely make any money just so we can have sports? Like, no, and not well, see they, your family? I'm sure it'd be in their contract where they get paid a lot, lot more money. But I get it. I wouldn't want to do that either. But if it's going to work, that's what's going to have to happen or else there's no chance. I mean, oh, for sure. I'm saying with um, the whole NHL, I don't know, I might, I might change up my thought on that for two months. Take a little to not see your family for two months. I mean, Jans, what's different about you going to school for two months? So I'm not an adult. Guys, like, I, I'm not saying I'm not an adult. What's up? Like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a working adult who has to um, provide for and like grow and like that's uh, fair. Parent my family. I have to go learn while because my parents are parenting me and they kind of put me on that path. And so, like, it's different than, oh, I have to go raise my family. Well, I mean, we were talking for our perspective. Obviously, as a parent, that's very tough, especially if you have kids. But you were saying you wouldn't do it personally, which I think I would, honestly. I mean, yeah, maybe we would. But um, so basically what they would have to do is the league would have to pay the cost to keep these restaurants open, bring waiters and waitresses that may not have worked there in the first place, might have to be college kids like us who are okay with doing it find enough of them and keep them on there and like again i would love that if it could happen and johnny you keep saying like stuff like that that's what needs to happen if it's going to work i just find it hard to believe that they're going to convince enough people to do that well since the nhl is obviously listening to this podcast guys if you're looking for people 
I do have restaurant experience uh, for three years, so sign me up. Yeah, hit up Johnny, AJ, Blake. I'm going to opt out, unfortunately. I'm going to stick to DoorDash. Um, but, you know, there's plenty of kids out there, so go find them. Yeah. Are we good to move on? Yeah, I want Blake's uh, What's More Likely. All right, boys. Um, it's, it's that time. Um, that time of the week. That time of the week. All right. I, I didn't mean to keep this uh, NFL themed, but, you know, that's where my mind goes. Um, Can't blame you. Can't blame me, yeah. Alright, so here we go. What is more likely, boys? First option. The Cleveland Browns win the AFC North. Now, I know Johnny has the Steelers as his dark horse team. We got Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, so just keep that in mind. Second option. A Dallas Cowboy player gets a year-long suspension for drugs or abuse. What's more likely? <laughs> that there's there's two more options, but I. Oh jeez. Well, wait. Can you go over the players that have been on Dallas? Uh, Alden Smith. Um, Alden Smith, Randy Gregory, uh, who is the Greg Hardy? Um, you know the list. The list goes on and on. Um, this happened almost annually for them. Pretty pretty much. I mean, it's it's. Nice. And now Mike McCarthy at the helm. I, I just you know, who knows? So that's that's the second option. All right. The third option, Rob Gronkowski plays 16 games this year. All right. And then last but not least, Tua Tagovailoa does not play a snap this year for the Miami Dolphins. What is more likely? Can I go first? Yeah. I think Jan would not take my answer, but. Well, I think the last one's, AJ, is that it? The last one's clearly more likely, most likely to me. Um. A player getting suspended for a year for Dallas, I mean, if that occurs annually, that's got a great chance. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's probably my number two right there. I don't know the stats around players being out for a year for disciplinary issues to the Cowboys. Uh, the first one, I think there's absolutely no way. Hell would have to freeze over for the Cleveland Browns to win the AFC North. You have um, – okay, Johnny, I think you're insane for your Pittsburgh Super Bowl pick, but, like, respect. It's better than picking the Browns to going – for winning that debate. Wait, wait, um, can, we, can we just touch on that for a second? Why is that insane? Because Pittsburgh almost made the playoffs with zero Ben Roethlisberger last year. They just had a great yeah. So I think you're assuming Ben Roethlisberger is what he's been for the majority of his career, and I don't think you're taking into account the fact that the Ravens, uh, the Chiefs, um, I got to be missing a team, though, but that's, like, just their leaps and bounds better, in my opinion. But, like, you, we, we can argue about that another time, and you can give that argument in your what's more likely. Well, my point is, Tua, injury problems, you know, great draft pick, whatever. I, I don't see them playing him for the first year. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way with Jans. Um, right when the Dolphins drafted him, I didn't think he was going to touch the field. Um, just because it, I think it's risky enough. Uh, Johnny clearly doesn't like that. But it, it's too risky to um, play him this early, especially after his hip injury. Um, you spend a lot of... You you put your you put all your coins in one bucket there, um, drafting that early, and it's not worth it to play him in a season when, who knows how long the season's gonna be. First of all, second of all, you're not a contending team right now. It's not worth it to throw in your rookie quarterback to risk him getting injured uh, for the long run and maybe even ending his career. So I think 
with Jan, I'm, I think that's the most likely that doesn't happen. Guys, what what am I hearing on this Tua talk? The Dolphins had probably the biggest offseason in the league. They spent big money on the best quarterback in, or the best free agent quarterback, Byron Jones. They gave him $82.5 million. They signed Kyle Van Noy on defense. They brought in Jordan Howard. They brought in Emmanuel Agba. They had a big offseason. So we think they're going to play Ryan Fitzpatrick for 16 games. This is absolutely absurd. So I'm just going to knock that one off the docket. They picked Tua High. He's going to play a snap this year. Can we, can we just – all these guys are going to be on one-year contracts. Like they're not going to have multiple years with this with this off season. You don't they just you don't assemble. spend 150 million in an off season on defense for you not to play the quarterback you picked. All right, we'll see. But go ahead. <laughs> that was just a rant. Oh, I forgot Shaq Lawson. Um, the next thing is, so the Browns aren't winning the AFC North. It's just not going to happen. I think the Browns could make the playoffs though, especially with the 17 playoff. Um, I think the AFC North is a dark horse the best division in football not gonna lie i really like that afc north i think the afc north nfc west right now are the tops of the league so but the browns rules out and then the cowboys i'm just i I think i'm hoping just out of my optimism i'm hoping no one gets a year-long suspension on the dallas cowboys even though i dislike jerry jones i do not like the dallas cowboys i know alden smith is on a much better path i'm not sure about the other two guys um, I'm just hoping that happens. So my process of elimination, I'm going to take Rob Gronkowski. And do I think he's going to play all 16 games? Probably not. Do I think this is the best option as in the what's more likely question? I do. Because the one thing about Rob Gronkowski is at this stage of his career, I don't think they're going to be using him like Bill Belichick was using him in New England. This, They're going to use him as a blocker, no doubt. I think they're going to give him rest on a lot of plays um to hopefully keep them in because this is going to be a team in the playoff mix the whole season and they're going to need Gronk healthy at the end of the year so I think Bruce Arians is going to be smart enough to try to keep Gronk healthy give him a lot of off days more maintenance days than other players um on that Tampa Bay Bucks team and just with the weapons there I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to take a lot of the heat off Gronk early in the season because I know they're going to need Gronk late in the season for the playoff push so that's my answer is Gronk John don't miss up OJ Howard too yeah, but you guys know I dislike O.J. Howard. I mean, let's just keep talking about him as a top seven fantasy tight end and him scoring two touchdowns a year. So I'm not an O.J. Howard guy. Hope, hope he proves me wrong. I always root for players. All right, Braz, let's hear you. All right. Um, I think you guys hit it pretty well. Um, uh, the Cleveland Browns are not winning the AFC North. We can knock that one off right now. Um, obviously don't want to see any player get suspended for any sort of reason, but that does seem – possibly like the most likely to me in this scenario um who that is I I don't know but um Rob Gronkowski I I Johnny made a good point about how they're going to use him I just don't see him playing 16 games especially after not playing um injury history is back I I I just don't see him 16 games is, is a lot I don't think he would play 16 games if he was fully healthy and um hadn't taken a year off but, um, and then, sorry, what was my last one? I, Tua. Oh, Tua. Tua. Yeah. Um, I th- agree with Johnny. I think Tua plays this year. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, I don't play him. And I know that's kind of debatable after how much they spent on defense. Um, Johnny mentioned on offense, too, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida. They have pieces, um, but they're not contending in the AFC. Um, and I let Tua's hip heal 
Let him. What's the worst thing that happens? He sits here behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, who won Johnny two fantasy championships. <laughs> he, he can, uh, he can learn. He can sit, rest his body, and then Miami will probably get another top pick next year. Help two out. Go get another offensive weapon, and then let him take over in twenty twenty one. And um, Blake, one thing I'll say about uh, Tua is. I think the fact that they rounded out this team so well um, in the offseason will actually help him stay on the bench. Because I think a lot of times you sit a quarterback at first, so let's say Fitzpatrick's in there, um, and he's on a bad team, presumably. That's why it was a high draft pick for a quarterback. The starter plays like crap. All the fans get antsy, and they call for the guy who you just drafted. Well, Fitzmagic pretty good QB like he's not gonna blow everyone away but he I think he can get the job done enough to make them competitive to the point where the fans stay quiet and it allows to uh to to just learn and rest up and heal for a year wait so that's under the assumption that the Dolphins have fans because they don't <laughs> don't have anyone in hard life hard rock stadium whatever it's called great stadium by the way it's beautiful I so bet there's on- no point in playing them that's part of my point. You need, be no pressure. Make, you need to get a lot of bandwagon fans in South Beach on the Miami Dolphins trains. That does not happen with Ryan Fitzmagic. That only happens with Tua Tagovailoa. It's funny. Tua plays this year. They're going to build You're their insane. fan base. And hopefully Johnny, a career. what fans are going to the game anyways this year? We already went over this. What? Not literally. Fans on TV. The Dolphins need to bring build their brand. It's Tua. People are going to connect with Tua. Right when Ryan Fitzpatrick has four picks, and I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He always has those games where he throws three, four picks early in the season. That first time it happens, bang. The fans are going to want Tua in, Brian Flores. He, I thought he did a good job last year. I mean, the Dolphins. You said there's no fans. When I said that, you said there's no fans. No, but the reason they need to play Tua to get their fans back. That's but there's point. no fans to be upset if there's no fans in the first place. You're, I said that. I said the fans will be kept quiet, and then you said, but there are no fans. And then in your argument, you said the fans are going to yell about Fitzpatrick. So which one is it? Are there fans or are there no fans? I'm Pick not one. literally saying there's zero fans. I think you can understand my point. There's not zero Dolphins fan. In order for the Dolphins to succeed in Miami, they're going to need Tua to play. It's that simple. You can disagree with that statement. That's fine. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be the answer there this year. You don't use the number five overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft to not play the starter. That's that might have how it, uh, that might have been how the NFL worked five years ago. It's not anymore. We saw Kyler play last year. We see rookie quarterbacks play all the time. This is going to be no different this year. And the Dolphins, they went into Gillette Stadium last year and beat the Patriots in December. So like this Dolphins, they always beat the Patriots. Yeah, but not in Gillette. It's different. This Dolphins team played well towards the end of last year, and I think they're going to try to keep the momentum going this season, and I think they're going to try to compete and be a 500 team with two at the quarterback position. John, you're right that uh, rookie quarterbacks have been playing, but I think it's really – I think it's almost disingenuous to put them in the same category as the guy with the injury history like Tua Tagovailoa. Like, yes, they're all rookies. One of them has an absurd list of – pretty bad injuries in the last year and Kyler Murray does not they're not the same thing yeah but Tua says he's reportedly 100% healthy right now there's yeah, I would say that too yeah, players okay. always say they're 100% healthy so you guys don't think Tua can we just get this on the record right now AJ and Big Ben do not think Tua plays one snap 
in 2020 because I think he's going to start the first game. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, let's get it on the record. Johnny, I'm fine going to record I said it after he got drafted, and I I hope I get proven wrong. I really don't care. But, yeah, I don't think Tua's going to play. And you saying he's going to start I think is pretty ridiculous, but that's totally fine. Johnny, let's let's not take this out of context either where I'm sitting at. This is in the context of a what's more likely question. I had to argue my point. I no, don't but you did say you didn't think Tua was going to play, though. I get it's what's more likely. You said you didn't think he's going to play. I just want to get this on the record because I really want to know. I'm fine saying that I don't think he's going to play. I I, lean, I definitely lean he doesn't play. So I'll, I'll say I don't think he's going to play. But, like, at the same time, I could see the Dolphins head coaches, like, being like, screw it in the middle of the season or something. But, like, I will 100% go on record and say, Johnny, I don't think he starts the first game. That I, I'm totally okay I with saying. Too. And I lean that he doesn't play the whole season. John, he will not start the first game. You can put me on record. I mean, that might be a bold take. I'm just going to say he does for the sake of saying he does. I think he's going to play this year. What's the difference putting him in week five or week one if you like think you're going to be out of contention? More time with the team. I don't know in practice. That might help. I don't know. But I think we definitely hammered this home. Um, so let's get into likes, dislikes, and wrap up this episode, boys. Um, I'll go first. I'll start wow, first. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That first. Yeah. Wow, that's the first. <laughs> wait, we didn't talk about camp. Oh, oh, you want to talk about? Oh, so sorry, guy. We'll make that your like, and we can talk about it then. I mean, but my like something else. The biggest news this week, and we didn't even talk about it. All right. Well, we we'll... go ahead, John. So Cam to the Pats. We talked a few weeks back about how the boys thought Stafford and Philip Rivers had a better chance to win their Super Bowl throughout the duration of the career versus Cam. Is that still the case? Yes. This Patriots I'm, I'm team. I'm putting Cam number one on my on my list from that question. This Patriots point. team does not strike fear in the hearts of anybody. But the, the point is, Cam gets another opportunity if he doesn't stay in Foxborough after this year. Oh, sure. I just don't think he's that good anymore, and I think he'll be out of the league in three years, so I don't care where he's at right now. I assume someone would pick him up. I don't think he's going to perform to the point where he's going to restore our faith in him. So it doesn't matter to me. Cam, out of the league in the next three years. In my yeah, I, think Cam, I think Cam's fully healthy. It has a big year. Okay. I'm excited to see him play again. It's going to be definitely weird to see him play with the Patriots, especially since the GOAT's been with them for our whole lives pretty much. Uh, but it's going to be weird to see a different style quarterback um, behind center, but I'm I'm very excited to see him play. Uh, he doesn't have the best weapons there. Um, but Johnny, I hope, I hope you're right. I hope he has a breakout season. It could be a sleeper in fantasy, and I would be surprised if Johnny picked him up to not get 10th place. So. Jesus. I hope he revitalizes his career. I'm a big Cam Newton fan, but, like, he, he hasn't won a game in so long. He's been so hurt. Um, I, I just don't see it. But, Blake, go ahead. Do you want to touch on this real quick? Yeah, I'm just uh, really excited to see what Bill and Josh McDaniels do with Cam. I mean, like AJ said, different, different style quarterback under center. First time we've seen that in New England in 20 years. So, um I, I'm just really excited to see how how that dynamic works out. I think I think Cam's gonna play well. I actually really do. And it's let's not forget it's not an incentive laden deal. Obviously his contract's incentive laden. Oh. This is the biggest incentive for Cam to perform well in his career because this definitely could be his last chance. So I think he's gonna ball out. He's probably working out right now. The dude is looking great. Check out his Insta. Not a big deal. I think Cam's healthy. Like I think he's ready to go. He had a 
he was injured last year. He's been injured for the last few years. I think Bill is going to understand he needs to avoid more contact than he's taken in the past. Um, and I think with Josh McDaniels, I mean, he's one of the best play callers in the league, I'd imagine. I mean, Tom Brady loved him for 15 years. So I think Cam is going to do, do what they say right away, command that locker room right when he steps in it. So, Johnny, just a quick question. What can – what what can Bill do more than Cam about like not having to get hit more? Is that like going out and spending more money on some linemen or just having tight ends stay in the block and running backs stay in the block? Or because I kind of feel like it's on Cam to realize like he he can't be running the ball as much. And when he does, not he likes going for contact, which I mean, I love to see as a fan. I love when quarterbacks like that physicality, but it's honestly not the smartest thing to do with him right now. So I think it might be more on Cam to um, be a little smarter when he is running the ball. 100%. I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. I think Cam really needs to understand, and I think he does. Like, it'd be hard for him not to at this point with his injury. Yeah, I do too. I think he does. I think he's got to understand to really try to avoid as much contact as possible. Um, take, like, slide a lot more than he's used to because he does like that contact. And I think Bill, being, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all time, is going to figure out how to keep Cam Newton on the field. Like, that's that's just where I'm at. Hey, well, I hope you're right because, I mean, listen, Cam's been in the league a long time at this point. Um, I'm sure plenty of coaches have tried to help him protect his body. I don't think that's going to come from Belichick. I, I mean, I think he'll try. I don't think it's going to get through to him anymore. It's either Cam's going to figure it out or he won't. Um, I'd love some scheme changes like AJ brought up. Hey, bring in, keeping some tight ends maybe into block, not setting in your running backs out on as many routes. There's little things you can do scheme-wise to protect your quarterback, and hopefully Cam buys into it. We'll see. He's still got to win the starting quarterback job. I'm not saying he won't. I'm just saying he's still got to do it. So I would just proceed with caution all fans who are expecting to see him play week one. Blake, what's your take with it? Yeah. Um, I mean, you guys hit it. I just want to – something I thought was pretty interesting. Well, Cam says it's not about the money. It's about respect. Um, so here's a list of quarterbacks making more – Cam's making 550 k guaranteed this year. That's it. So Josh Dobbs, Matt Barkley, C.J. Beathard, Ryan Finley, Will Greer, or Will, sorry, Will Greer, Blaine Gabbert, Brett Hundley, A.J. McCarron, Andy Dalton, RG3, they're all making more money than Cam. Um, so I, I think he's, if he plays well, he's going to, like we've all said, he's going put him, to put himself in a position to uh, get the bag next summer. Wait, really quick question. Blake, what, so what else is with his contract, though? Because obviously he, he has a chance to make more. That's just a guaranteed what is like the most he can make? Do you know, seven point five. Seven point five. Okay. Wow, that's a big ass difference. This, this is my last thought on Cam. I mean, I can go through five teams right now that is just like shockingly stupid about not bringing in Cam versus who they brought in this offseason. One of those would be the Chargers. You're bringing in Tyrod Taylor, who isn't is not going to win you anything. I like Tyrod. Like he's he can win you games as a backup quarterback. The the risk-reward factor between Cam Newton and Tyrod Taylor is insanely different. So, like, if you're the Chargers and you're trying to go for it, they got a good defense, what are you doing? Like, this is what I don't get. If Cam does like, it's such a low-risk contract for New England, it's a no-brainer. I would say for literally any team, it's a no-brainer to bring Cam in, and if he wins the job and wins you games, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, I'd be fair with them bringing him in as, like, a third option, I think. Or like third possibility, I would still want Tyrod if I were a Chargers uh, in the Chargers front office because if my depends on what my goal is. Um, I think Justin Herbert could play um, his rookie year. I mean, he doesn't have the injury history. I think he's a very smart quarterback. 
but some coaches would rather kind of just bring you along slowly. At that point, you want a guy that you feel is going to be able to keep the fans quiet enough to where they're not calling for Herbert after every week and then your job's in jeopardy because you're telling the owner you don't want to play him yet. So, like, I think that you fear that if you put all your eggs in either Cam or Herbert, you fear that Cam's not the guy that he used to be and that it's going to blow up in your face and you're going to be forced to play him. So I would be okay with them maybe having Tyrod and Cam, but I wouldn't go just Cam or Herbert. Fair. I mean, but, like, they could have easily went Tyrod and Cam. Cam got 550000 yeah. guaranteed. Like, that's literally nothing. But it's I mean, if you don't play him, he doesn't get the incentives in all the contracts. So, yeah, it's, there's no risk. You're right. You're totally right. Um, all right. So let's go into likes and dislikes. And, AJ, just for you, I'm not going to pick anyone else to go first. Um, I like that for the last six days, um, I have not had Instagram or Twitter um, I deleted them. They were giving me anxiety. Um, I re-downloaded Instagram at one point for five minutes, got super stressed out and deleted it right away. So off social media for a little bit. That's my like. Um, and my dislike, oh geez, boys, um, is going to be the same as last week. Is I don't think I don't think uh, these leagues are coming back in the fall. That's that's what makes me sad. Who's up? Um, I can go. Um, my like is, Jans, you're going to love this. I should be starting to serve at Maynard's next two weeks. And, you know, big tips on that one. Big tips. Don't tip him if you go to Maynard's, <laughs> everyone. Um, so I think that'll be my like. And my dislike is going to have to be the Lambo news. Um, for all of you that don't know, us four are planning to take a trip down to Lambo for the Bikes Packs uh, game. Uh, November 1st, and Blake sent us an email today saying that fan attendance will be reduced, if anything. Um, so, not looking too good for that trip, but it'll come maybe next year. Um, I would say my like is Oscar Lindblom, forward for the Philadelphia Flyers, diagnosed with cancer in the middle of the season. He just beat cancer, so it's beautiful. Oscar Strong, congrats to him. I also, I'm going to double like it, and I'll still get my dislike. I'm really happy the Packers took Jordan Love. That hasn't changed. Um, and, yeah, I mean, my dislike, I, I mean, the Lambo news is tough. Um, and I want Dalvin Cook to sign. But, like, I, I think I'm in a pretty happy state. I hate this weather. Can it not be so hot when I'm trying to golf? Do they not understand that I'm golfing today? Um, that's the thing they complain when it's too cold and complain when it's too hot. We're never happy. Now, you guys love to be unhappy. We always look for something to complain about. You kind of, like, a part of you doesn't want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl so that you can keep complaining about it. No. There is literally not yeah. piece of me. I mean, I, I've thought about it. Like, if, if it gets to 80 years, why wouldn't you just want to break the Cubs record? Let's be honest. It's to 80. Why wouldn't you want to hold the throne? Do you guys, I'm, I'm literally being serious. The Vikings throne. Like I lived through that. I think it's kind of cool. If you have the longest record of not winning anything, I think it's cool. Say, say it's, a part of you likes it. It's cool. A little part of you likes it. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what yeah, you're saying, but like in no way would I ever hope that the Vikings don't win the Super Bowl. I, I agree. But like, if I know if, what you're saying though. No. If, if we, we held up the throne, like, it'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah, I lived through that, and I didn't, I didn't see a winner. What do we need, 109 years? Yeah, we're already 
Where did I sixty percent through yeah. it? Where did I like fifty? Yeah, yeah. something there. Yeah, but you guys definitely want to live to see that the breaking of it. So, how many years yeah. in are we? We're around like fifty-five, sixty. Yeah, it'd have to be when we're like seventy. If the Vikings won the Super Bowl when we're seventy-five, we'd break the record, and I'd still see the Super Bowl. So yeah. if you told me that today, I would probably take it, just knowing <laughs> I'm going to get one. John, we'll be at that Super Bowl, though. You got to remember that. At age 75, the Vikings are in one. I'm there. I wouldn't be able to watch. Brass, what do you got for likes and dislikes? I'm I'm being a little pessimistic today, going double dislike. Um, I'll, I'm just gonna wow. piggyback on the on the Packer news and stick with that. Um, actually, last week or two weeks ago, we got the news that there would be no Lambo leaps. Um, that they were tarping off the first couple rows of NFL stadiums, um, obviously reducing contact between players and fans. Um, so that's very disappointing that there won't be any Lambo leaps because we all know we'll see about five a game um, there. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, doesn't look like uh, doesn't look good for Lambo, but we, we're going to make it there one day, I promise. Um, and it's going to be going to be a fun ass time. Like, you know what's going to happen, though? What? Oh, no fans are at the game, and the Packer players are going to be doing their Lambo leaps into an empty stand, and it's honestly be so fun. Hey, as long as we score, I, it's, I'm good with yeah. it. But did you Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, even if there's 20% capacity and somehow we can find a way to go, even though if it wouldn't be a legit experience, having Lambo Field, like, to ourselves practically where we could scream and and yell at Kirk Cousins when he throws a two yard check down like I'm all for it or threats and between two Packer defenders for a touchdown but yeah either one what, what I would do is I would just bring in a megaphone I'd be like Rogers are you allowed to audible this play like is LaFleur allowing you to audible oh my god you got him with the double check Rogers well, and and I'd probably just chirp them that the Packers haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first round in like 35 years, just with an idea. Matt Lafleur, Gutekunst. But yeah, that's my thought, boys. Fun pod. All right. Uh, last thing I want to say before we go is, anyone looking to escape COVID-19, just come down to Florida. Um, it literally does not exist down here. Like you look around, you think there's no COVID. It's pretty nuts. Um, cases are going up hospitalizations and deaths though not really increasing so it's got to be a lot of young people just partying sweating it out you know we're all right with that so come down to florida if you need a break everyone out there well anyways boys today was fun and as always thanks for listening and thanks everyone